This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. The Pest Buzz, Dead and Dawn. Welcome to the Pest Buzz radio show where we talk about all things pest related. And today I would like to do a segment called Getting to Know You that I actually stole off the professional women of Australian Pest Management. Uh, they, they do this segment on a regular basis, so I thought I'd give it a go. And I'd like to get to know you, Jen Tookie. Hi. How are you? You've been on the show before. Good. I have. You, in fact, did the very first show with me. I did. I feel rather privileged. It was really wonderful, and I really enjoy doing the show with you, and I'm glad because Dad's actually away at the moment, (laughs) and I'm glad that I have somebody to talk to. So let's get to know you a little bit better, and then later on in the show we'll have a wee talk about some bees and wasps. Okay. Tell me and tell us, tell us, how did you get into this pest business? Um, I had had left uh, a corporate role. Um, I'd been there for a long time, uh, 10 years, and I was looking um, for a new venture um, to start a new career, even at my age. Because you were with a very well-known... Yes. Grocery company, weren't you, called um, Foodstuffs? Yes, I was. Yeah. yeah, I was part of their transport department. And I'd been there um, a long period of time. I'd start my, I started from the ground floor and worked my way up to management um, in that regards. Uh, and I had got to a point where um, I felt that I would go no further. Um, so I decided to look for somewhere else that was going to challenge my mind, that I could put my teeth into, and um, then I stumbled across the ad that Elite Pest Control had um, placed. I thought, oh, this sounds like me. Um, Customer services... You know, company PR it was like a all you know wrapped up into one big role. You know, um, it, I was just going into their busy season, so I was sort of like, "Here we go." <laughs> and from what I can remember, you negotiated hard. You came up and you came to see us, and we thought you were perfect. And Gary was actually over in Australia at the time, wasn't he? And he so was. We were. He was ringing me up. I was ringing him up. Yeah. Uh, you were negotiating hard on the salary, and he was going, well, what do you think? Mm. Um, and uh, I said, look, I think she's perfect. And here yeah. you are. Yeah. And I've evolved as well. So currently um, I'm in a new role with Elite that they haven't had anybody in this role before. So it's like a creation. So when did you um, start with Elite? What year was it? It was pre-COVID. Yeah, 2019 yeah. I started, yeah. December the 9th. I right believe. smack bang in the middle of our busy season. Yes. It really was a baptism of fire, and I actually at the time remember promising you that the winter was going to be really slow and you had yes. a chance to just breathe and chill. Yes, 
And it was all lies. <laughs> I don't believe a word you were saying. If you now. had put a lie detector <laughs> test on my arm at the time, it would come up as being truthful. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, but um, and it was a busy was, time even before, uh, between the new lockdown because I'd come from quite a corporate structure. Um, you know, you had your smoke at 10 o'clock, you had your lunch at 12 o'clock, do you know what I mean? You went to work, you were there by 8, 8.30, do you know what I mean? It was a routine that I had um, embedded in, into myself. Because um, I think actually you found it a little bit difficult during COVID and having to yes. work from home, whereas for me I was glad and I thought everyone would be glad to be doing this. But yeah. I think you struggled a little bit in the beginning. Going from um, a big corporate structure to a small family business was um, a big change for me because I was immersing, I felt like I was immersing myself into your family. Yeah. Um, and then when COVID hit, um, I that st- sort of structure that I'd built around myself had been taken away and I um, I've found it quite difficult. I was quite emotional for a few days, um, n- f- not feeling that I could get out to my role or um, a, a sort of a, a sense of depression, um, I suppose, because I'm quite a people person, you know, um, I, I thrive in that environment around other people and um, I just got to know everybody and it was sort of, I felt like I was distancing myself and immersed in the, the housework and the um, so being able to structure a routine for myself and um, is going into lockdown was quite an emotional time for me. Because we do structure the business, it's very family oriented. Yes. Because we're a family business. Yeah. You know, Dad and I, we started back in 2003, I think it was. Yeah. Dad started first. I was doing something in admin somewhere. And uh, a couple of years later, he brought me on board. And that's how it was him and I and Mm mum. And we're very family oriented that way. I've set it up so that family is first. Yes. Yes. And I also set it up so that we could work from home. And so for me, the transition was easy because that was my end goal anyway. Yes. Is that we put everything into the cloud. So if you need to stay home for whatever reason, it yes. could just be that you don't want to come into work today. You could do that and still do the job uh, that you needed to do. Yes. So you've done, you did really well. And this, this particular COVID didn't affect you as much, did it? No, no. She was... Um just quite good. I sort of just rolled with it. And um, working from home was made no difference for me. Um, and also being in this new role. Yes. Um, we're an essential service. Yes. So lockdown is um, really no different for us. Uh, we... Um, we probably have, have a little bit less in our schedules than we would normally have, yes. especially this time of year. Yeah. Although this is the time of year where we don't get a lot of work anyway, just coming off that tail end of the winter. Mm. Uh, but it's really worked well with this new role, this peace of mind specialist role that you've got now. Yes. So what what type of work, what is the main role? 
you're doing. So um, the main role is that I'm a relationship builder, ideally. Um, I'm in charge of all the contracts. Uh, I'm, I manage them. I'm a client advocate. I... I go out and I service them, and so we just we go back to that. Mm-hmm. What are you servicing them for mostly? Um, so most of them have rodent management programs. Yeah. Um, some of them have other, um, you know, insect solutions that they that they deal with. So it's an integrated rodent management program. Mo- majority of the time. That's that's the foundation of most of our commercial contracts, isn't yes. it? And then from there they often get seasonal insect pests coming in. So for the summertime we'll be looking at doing ants for a lot of our clients. Yes. And spiders for some of them, flies for some of the food food prep areas that we do as well. Yes, for sure. It's a really big job that you do actually. Yeah. It is it is quite a huge role. And um, now I'm going through my technician levels, um, start training in October. And um, so I am learning that side of the business also how to tech um, from, so I can provide that start to finish for our clients um, and advise them technically and also be there when they need anything, be their one-stop shop, take the inconvenience out of... Um, their pest management for them and um, give them peace of mind that their property is looked after, whether it be commercial or residential. Yes, because and for everyone that doesn't know, the pest control industry in New Zealand, in Australia, in the States, in the UK, is quite a male-dominated industry. Yes, for sure. I think for no other reason than because I don't think women realise, one, just how easy it is, how incredibly rewarding it is, uh, financially and otherwise, mm. and career-wise too. And how do you feel about being a woman and doing this job? Yeah. So I, um, my personality is quite vast. Uh, I like getting. I've always liked getting stuck in. Don't mind getting dirty. Um, I don't mind climbing up and down things, you know, or um, lying on the floor and looking things. I'm not, um, uh, but yet I have uh, that real feminine side as well. So um, it brings a really good balance for me. I don't feel like I'm stuck behind a computer anymore. Um, I feel I can get out and make a difference. Because we can make a big difference. Yeah. A lot of our clients are women. They are. Uh, uh, women make up a huge part of our market. And I know when I was on the tools, I found it incredibly rewarding to turn up to a house and the household would say, oh, I can't believe that you're a woman. Yes. I can't believe you're going to do this job. You know, I feel really relaxed and comfortable having you in the house. You know, those things were being said. So yeah. you know, for us as women in a male-dominated industry, it can be a little bit intimidating. It can be a little bit difficult. Yes. But I know I've found it incredibly rewarding and I've never had any trouble. And, in fact, a lot of my mentors coming through in my career have been men and they're incredibly supportive and encouraging as well. So what's been the biggest challenge? Because, obviously, admin for you, you can do in your sleep. Yes. It's not a problem. I've seen it. Uh, you're an amazing administrator. Yeah. Have you come across any real challenges doing this new role, the technician's role, the peace of mind specialist? I think because um, the technician's role is unusual territory for me. 
So uh, anything in life, I try um, to not be led by fear in a decision. Um, and a doubt has a, a fear in that way, you know. Um, and I think it's because it's unknown, you have a little bit of hesitation and um, doubt and fear uh, in that way. Because we were talking about that just just before we came into the studio because you had just been to a contract. Yes. You'd only visited it one time before. Yes. And when you got there today on your own, yes. you thought, where the heck are all the bait stations? That's right. Yeah. And in that moment, you felt fear. Yeah, I did. And I, but I just gave myself a moment. Um, before I went in there, I had a bit of a plan on the layout. Um, the only thing is that because I've had that fear, the unknown, that a little bit of doubt in that way has made me hesitant in the action. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning to just go with that gut instinct and um, listen to what I've known. Own your environment. That's right. They yeah. don't know that you don't know. Yes. Isn't it? And being being confident and it's okay to ask. Yes. It's okay to uh, say, look, I need help or I need a little bit of extra training. Yes. Um, and being in that supportive environment helps and you as a manager, Dawn, have really encouraged me to do that. Go with it. If you if you know you have the ability, you won't have to ask. You know, um, which and good things I, came out of it too. I yes. might add because you managed to talk to the the yes. manager of the facility, and potentially we'll get an ant ant work out of it. Spiders, flies out of it. Yes, um, he's looking for stored product pest information and products as well. Yes. So. Good things are coming out of that because that's your strength. And I think yes. if we are in those fearful um, environments or positions, we can go immediately back to our strengths. Yeah. And your strengths is talking yes. to other people and making them feel comfortable. Yeah, it is. And we can always go back next week. Yeah. We'll just grab Tim and say, look, you need to show me around this facility again. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So, I mean, I felt confident going out of there. Yeah. And opening up to you and say, oh, look, yeah, let's go in there again um, so I can really make sure that we, you know, we nail it. Um, and do you mind getting called the rat lady? <laughs> do you know how many times I was called the rat lady? <laughs> oh, it's the rat lady. And the kids would come up and say, are you the rat lady? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, well, maybe. <laughs> what about the bug lady? Yeah. They throw that around as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, ant lady. There's a bug um, lady actually in Nelson. I feel like sticking my chest out and going, this is my uh, my super talent, my superhero <laughs> talent. Your superpower. <laughs> yeah, my superpower. I'm the rodent person. <laughs> yeah. So what sort of technician do you think you are, that, that you want to be? Yes. Like, I have quite um, an analytical mind anyhow, and that's why I went into um, to uh, admin and process and, you know, because I can see the, the, the root problem for a lot of things. And so I want to be able to, I can use that 
um, in my technician work. I'm heading to a job. I'm uh, remembering the layout, looking um, what I was taught by Tim, um, you know, different other bits and pieces that I think could really help. If I'm unsure, I'm looking at reports. So as soon as I walk in that door, I've got uh Confidence and knowing where I'm going, what I'm doing, uh, the um, thinking about, you know, what a rodent would like, and thinking, oh, I wouldn't eat that. You do know what I mean? I'm going yeah. into a food outlet that yeah. has got all the yummy yummies in there, <laughs> and um, and yeah, it's not going to eat some rotten old bait that right. hasn't been checked for three months. The bait is all if dirty. It's got and a nice little mince pie over here that's and, a, right. and a cream bun over there. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that. You know, I've uh, been doing a wee bit of homework and webinars and, yeah. you know, um, doing some rodent stuff that you've put me through in the past and um, getting to sort of know uh, some rodent behaviour and how they act and smell and eat and, and you know, procreate. That's right. Do you know? Um, the three main drivers yeah. is sex, food and water. Yeah. For a rodent, for anything really. Yeah, for and anything. I think that can be um, a good base, yeah. actually. Um, and if people are looking and off. doing what I like to call the pilot check around the property, yes. then that's what I always advise them to check for for a food source, a water source, and good areas or harbourage mm. uh, for breeding. Yeah. And if you remove the clutter, you're removing the harbourage, you're removing those opportunities for them to come in and start breeding. If you've got, say, for example, a walnut tree or an orchard or something like that, removing that food source mm. during that season um, is going to, to help reduce the activity on the property. Yeah, uh, Removing water sources, checking for leaks. Are you leaving water and food out for cats and dogs? All that yeah. stuff is an attractant. Yeah. So you, you're the kind of technician that wants to investigate the issue. Yes. You're not just going to go in there with a process and throw two bait stations there, two bait stations there, some in the roof, and you're out of there. Yeah. Um, and while that may work 85% of the time, it doesn't really give value to the clients, I don't feel. No, no. I feel like a sponge at the moment because yeah. um, I am new to the technician side mm. and um, absorbing all that information. Um, yeah. Favourite supplier? So, well, Do you have one yet? I mean, you've been with us long enough to get to know a few. Yes. I'm really liking favorite? the new smart technology that has come out. Um, You're uh, referring to the new smart traps we put down in the facility in Timaru? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and how... Track um, me. Yeah, it's track can me. be, you know, efficient. Um, so, resource-wise... Fill us in on us. what they are. What is it? What are we talking about when we say smart technology? Describe it. So, smart technology is like um, a rat trap... That has um, it's a non-toxic option, and it will it's like a, a clamping down, if you'd like to say, of a um, like it's a smart version of those yes. wooden rat traps. Yes, of like a snap, yeah. like a snap trap. Yeah. you know um, that you buy in the hardware, yeah. but. Uh, uh, a flash fan dangle one, if yeah. you like to say yeah. that. And by flash fan dangle, what you mean is that <laughs> when there's a kill, yeah. it will actually send a signal up into right. the cloud and then send it down through into yeah. the uh, phone or an email yeah. or both. It's robust. And it and alerts it... us to when there's a, there's a kill in the trap because yes. old-fashioned traps, you have to check them every day. You do. 
and these ones give us real-time information that can have us on call for our clients yep. um, on a need-be basis. It's a marvellous, um, marvellous product. Yeah. Yep. And yep. that... Um, that is part of giving our clients the peace of mind, yeah. that they know that we're watching all the time, that That's we're right. monitoring all the time, that we're looking at things um, for them, that we're re-evaluating, we're um, making sure that we've got, you know, a good handle on on their programs for them. And on the other side of that too, Jean, it takes a lot of the time and labour out for us. It does. You know, if we haven't wise. got any triggers, say, in that corner of the facility, then there's no real need to check it. Yeah. Um, and if we get a lot of triggers in that end of the facility, that's an area we need to reconsider and maybe reassess, maybe put more equipment in there yeah. uh, and see what's going on. Yes. It helps with that reporting too, you know. The data will give us the um, the information for that you know, um, having all that smart technology. So just to finish off, biggest project you've got on? So currently um, we're looking at upgrading all our service agreements um, for our clients, yes. which is super important. Um, for one, um, if you're audited, you've got an agreement with us. Um, two, um, for health and safety purposes for us, uh, for us, all our staff, you're giving us permission to come onto your property and be your pest manager, which um, is, we take that as a hugely um, big role and our responsibility um, for, the, you know, looking after your pest control in that way. Because Dad and I, a long time ago, we made the decision that we wouldn't sign our commercial contracts up to a service agreement. Yes. I don't remember why we made that decision. There's a very good chance that we made it because it all just seemed far too hard. Yes. We were busy doing a lot of uh, domestic work, and the contracts actually were not a priority for us at the time. Yes. And these days, almost all pest managers, all pest managing businesses actually have service agreements for their clients. Yes. And two, I feel that it's good business. Yes. It's really, it, we actually, if we ever come to a point where we wanted to sell the business, we would have something concrete to sell. Yeah. Um, and a lot of our clients uh, have been more than happy to sign up on the service agreement, haven't they? Yes, you haven't sure. really had any trouble with that. No. And also it makes it helps them feel acknowledged as well. It does. Acknowledged, valued, and that we take this responsibility as the pest management for the integrated pest management um, very seriously. We do. Um, you know, we're putting a, a lot of clients have poison on their property and, you know, we um, we also value our staff as well. So having that, um, that two-way agreement on, yes, we love your service, Yes, we love servicing you, you as our client and we're there for your needs. This is um, what a service agreement entails for us. Yes. Jean, it's wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing that stuff uh, with me. We'll be right back after this. Have you got creepy crawly scurrying through your house? Or is your problem a bit bigger? Well, we can help. 
Being Canterbury owned and operated for 10 years means we've learned a thing or two about our local invaders. We use non-toxic chemicals to provide a healthy environment for you and your family while evicting those nasties. And satisfaction is guaranteed, so eliminate the problem quickly and safely. For a full range of services, visit our website, elitepestcontrol.co.nz. Welcome back. And again, thank you, Jen, for coming in and talking about your experiences with getting into the business of pest control. And you know that we've actually spent the entire session doing that. Oh, wow. So I really wanted to talk about the wasps and the bees. Yes. But I think what we might do instead is save it for our next session next month. It's a wonderful idea. Yeah. And do a wasp and bee. By then, we're probably getting into the season. And uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you all next month. The Pest Buzz, every second Friday of the month at 9.30am on Plains FM.